You're listening to Healthy AF Podcast, discussing all things strength, nutrition, and performance. We help people improve performance, reduce injury, and move better. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Howington and Corey Lehman. Welcome to the Healthy AF Podcast. We are back in action. Corey alongside Dave here to talk to you about power training for adults. Yeah, and I just got to say in advance that for whatever, whatever reason, anytime I say the word power, I tend to want to say it with an Arnold Schwarzenegger type accent. So I apologize if that comes out. Power. I'm trying not to. Uh, trying my hardest to use some self-restraint here. Um, but there might come a chance where I say power. I love it. So who are we? T- when we say adults, what do we... What do we mean, Dave? Uh, Who's an adult? Am I an adult yet? <laughs> I mean, you have two kids, so technically I would guess. I'm adulting. I mean, really, I'd say an adult is basically, I mean, we can go as broad to say anybody out of college and older. Um, I would also caveat that by saying uh, general population. So what we mean by that is you have the athletic population of you know professional sports, um, or you got general population. So general population are people, you know, I would still quote unquote call them athletes, but they're going, they might be more recreational, so to speak. So they're not competing for money. They're not earning endorsements or anything like that. They might just be, you know, maybe betting on a game of tennis or a round in golf or something like that if they play for money. But more than anything, they're just recreationally playing sports just to stay active. Yeah. So we could basically say people who are no longer playing like an organized formal like collegiate sport or professional sport they've yeah. sort of moved beyond that people that people at that level that's a good way of putting it and then also people you know above the age of i would say 25 when the brain you know technically stops developing so when we talk about power, let's talk a little bit about what we mean. Yeah. Because, you know, I think a lot of times strength and power kind of get confused. Like, what's the difference between the two? Usually when I'm talking about strength, we're talking about actually something that's relatively moving kind of slow. Like, when I deadlift a heavy weight, I'm not picking that up off the ground very quickly. Whereas when we're talking about power, we're talking about an expression of movement that is geared towards being a more rapid movement. Um, a quicker movement just off the top of my head box jumps or even sprints those are demonstrations of power whereas typically a push-up or a bench press a deadlift or a squat those are typically going to be more indicative demonstrations of strength yeah and i like to use the um science formula for all the nerds out there um force times velocity equals power whereas strength you don't really have that velocity component it's more just like what's the most amount of force that i can use to move this given object like and to your point it's usually a very heavy weight therefore the velocity is very low or there's hardly any yeah i mean if and in the broad sense of things like strength belongs in that power equation because like you said it is 100 percent force Um, but there is no velocity. And so I think that is the big ingredient that we're looking for is when we talk powers, we're looking for a semblance and a combination of velocity and strength. And many times the velocity should be a bigger window than the strength. Yeah, and I think it's good to just help people understand there's four different components that you can really train in the weight room. And that is muscular endurance, hypertrophy, strength, 
and power. So if we think about this like a continuum, you've got muscular endurance exercises, which probably a lot of you already participate in. This would be like higher rep, more cardiovascular based exercises. And then you have hypertrophy exercise, which is basically just a fancy word for muscle building exercises. This is like those six to 12, eight to 12 rep range where you're feeling your muscles burn and your muscles are really growing. And then you have your strength exercises that it's not so much the burn, but it's like you're really pushing yourself on the weight side. It's heavy. So you think about like a heavy back squat for like two, three, maybe four reps. And then on the far end of the continuum, you have power where not only are you trying to move a load, but you're trying to move that load quickly. Yeah, I think that's a good illustration to show people what the difference looks like. And to that same extent too, it's, you know, sometimes that load could just be your own body. Um, I think that's important to just make sure we put that out there. But I also want to talk about then why is power important for adults? Um, and so I like the way you kind of frame this, Corey, uh, where you talk about, you know, as we age. Yeah. If any of you have ever watched, uh, maybe you have a relative who they're elderly um, and they've started to slow down and they do what I call the old person shuffle where they're kind of like dragging their feet along. They don't quite have that pep in their step. What happens as we age, we begin to lose the elasticity in our muscle or the spring in our muscle. And so I try to help people understand that you can actually really retain a lot of that elasticity or the springiness of your muscle and your tissue by incorporating power exercise. But I'd like to give people that visual of the quote unquote old person shuffle Um, And I don't mean, I don't, I hope nobody takes that in a demeaning way. Um, I don't mean it in a a negative way. Just, I think we can all relate to, um, I mean, it's just a, it's a reality. As we get older, we do, we lose elasticity in our tissue and we have a tendency to kind of drag our feet along. I like that visual though, because I think people can relate to it. And that's kind of our point with this, why training power is so essential. So we can actually delay the onset of things like that. Yeah, I think that is a really good point. And I think too, like if you think about when people slip and fall, a lot of times you trip on something if you're not picking your legs up. And so if the better you have that ability to pick your legs up, the longer you can maintain that ability and even just It's going to help your balance so then you can catch yourself if you start to fall but then yeah it's going to help you actually step over things as you get older and i think it's really important again these are just observations so we call it like the shuffle just because we want to give a name to it but like corey said this isn't meant to be demeaning in any way um just more so eye-opening um that being said the mistake we make when it comes to training power and that we get in our heads is we watch we get inundated by watching athletes And we think those are powerful human organisms, right? Uh, Usain Bolt, epitome of the fastest man in the world. Uh, You watch an Olympic weightlifter, just watch football. And so we get inundated with these images of athletes. And yes, they are demonstrating power. But what we need to realize is power is relative, right? So they have a higher output for power. And so as a result, their power looks powerful. But if I take, you know a 70-year-old client, and we uh, just throw the medicine ball around, the medicine ball might not go very far. But guess what? They're training that elasticity in their muscle. They just have a lower tolerance for power at the moment. Yeah, and if you take like a young athlete who 
like you say, said, Dave, we have these people on a pedestal because they are really able to demonstrate like the prototypical idea of what power looks like. And this is like when you look on Instagram and you see somebody do like a 40 inch, 40 inch box jump, you're like, oh my gosh, like they're incredibly powerful. They're incredibly explosive. But from a relative standpoint, Maybe that's having a 65, 70-year-old client just working on skipping and working the elasticity and training that quality that comes with just reacting with the ground. Yeah, or even too, one of my favorite things is uh, I like to use the sled a lot because I can actually make pretty much anybody push the sled. Um, something else I like as far as like training power is the Kaiser because um, one of the cool things the Kaiser does is it actually gives you a power reading. So as you're doing an exercise, you can look at how much power you're producing, and then you can kind of gamify it a little bit. And I don't know anybody that doesn't enjoy a good game where maybe you try to beat that number that it gives you. A couple other exercises that come to mind, as much as people hate it, the Airdyne, is it gives you wattage. Again, another element of power that you can then try to make sure you get high wattage. It's not easy. Um, or the rower or even the ski erg. Those are all exercises that, I mean, a lot of people can do regardless of what age you're at, where you can really focus on producing and improving power. Um, along with, you know, doing skips, box, like step ups, where you drive your knee high. Um, and even too, like to think about relativity, relativity, you know, I might have an athlete do sprints, whereas I might have an adult do skips or even just high knee marches. Yeah, not to mention the long-term health benefits, but I also just like power exercises because I want to stay athletic. Yeah. I, I have to try to beat you guys at spike ball when I play. <laughs> and honestly, I've, I don't know about you guys. Um, I've tried doing like strict bodybuilding routines before. I've done strict powerlifting or heavy strength training routines and everything like that. And they get boring if I don't have some semblance of power in the routine where I'm not like, it's kind of fun to try to display power. And one of the things I enjoy about like, you know, the Kaiser having some sort of objective measure of power is like I said, I can gamify it and just be like, rather than increase the weight, maybe I can move the weight faster. And again, with low risk. So I, I just enjoy moving fast, being athletic, but just produce, trying to be powerful too. There's something savage about it that's kind of fun yeah and something fun that's just kind of like out of the ordinary it's not like your typical weight machine or dumbbell like you could think like maybe you're doing something on the agility ladder something that's just even low level um power exercises it's out of the norm it's it's different types of movement patterns i mean part of staying consistent in exercise is mixing it up it's having variety and it's having fun yeah absolutely um so that being said like if you're an adult or you consider yourself an adult, you know, sometimes I've run into some really mature 18-year-olds and some really immature, you know, kids after college and stuff. But Most kids here have uh, more facial hair than Dave and I combined. So true. it's tough. We're, yeah. we're, we're young at heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that being said, like, make sure you incorporate some sort of power into your program. Um, and again, it doesn't have to look like what you see on TV. It just has to be something that's powerful for you, whether that's as simple as throwing a medicine ball, pushing a sled, or even like Corey said, just mixing it up by going on the agility ladder and working on just picking your legs up while you're moving. Um, it's going to go a long way in just maintaining health and longevity. And, and if you do it right, and then hopefully if you don't know how to do it right, come to us. But if you do it right, it's actually going to help you out just overall in the restorative nature too. 
Yeah, and, and, you know, I think one last point maybe to wrap up. As you're thinking about adding those exercises in, especially if you are orthopedically pretty healthy, there's a good amount of research to suggest that maintaining the ability to do things like sprints is actually one of the best things you can do for maintaining this elasticity, for maintaining orthopedic health, for keeping your body moving. So maybe you're beyond that. Maybe it is just the march or or the skips. But I mean, if you can, if you have the ability to safely do so, I think bottom line is move fast and incorporate powerful explosive movements into your program. Yeah. And just like add off that really make sure you can safely do so and if you don't know if you can <laughs> do it safe <laughs> yeah if, if you don't know you can please talk to like Corey, myself or any one of our trainers we'll be able to help you with that um because a lot of times sometimes people when they hear that they're like okay and they go guns a blazing they bite off way more they can than they can chew you know and that'll be another podcast for another time you know maybe speed training for adults what does it look like for adults to start sprinting or something like that but just please make sure that you do so safely. Well, and that's back to the importance of an assessment, which we did in a previous episode, so go back and listen to it. Boom. All right, see you guys. Till next time, stay healthy AF. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast, where we help athletes and adults move, perform, and live better. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, we'd love if you would do us a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. We'll see you on the next show.